Welcome to the Terry Ringer Show, and here's your host, Terry Ringer. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay, our guest today says she's tired of her relationship and she's ready to take a stand now. Chandra, what does that mean? Listen here, Terry. I'm here today because I'm trying to make a change in my life. See, I've been with my man for three years, and I got something to tell him today. Oh, really? Well, um... You're going to get that opportunity to tell him, but before we bring him out, what what are you going to tell him? Well, I've been with my uh, my boyfriend, DeAndre, for three years. i also been with his brother, Terrell, for three years and a month. So I was messing with his brother a month before we even got together. And guess what? I got two twin boys, and Terrell might be the father of one of them. Let me ask you a question. Why have all of these other men when you say you love uh, your your main man here? DeAndre, he like my bread and butter. But you know you got to get a dessert every now and then. You got to sneak off and get a little ice cream cone. You can't just stay with the bread and butter all the time. You got to have a main dish, side piece, and dessert. We have both your main squeeze, DeAndre, and whatever the other dude's name was, all in the back, and we're gonna bring them all out right now. Let's bring them out. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. Yes, on the day that we record this, he has passed on at the age of 79. May he rest in peace. The godfather of Trash Can TV. Well, I mean, not like our brand Trash Can TV, but you get it. I would like to say a couple of words, if that's okay. Please do, sir. Please do. Jerry, you were there for us when we had tough times. Mm -hmm. You were there for us when we were sick and had to stay home from school. Oh, yeah. You were there for us on wedding days, Easter's, Christmases, Thanksgiving's, and a lot of holidays. Thanks for always being there for us, Jerry Springer. May you rest in peace. Amen. It's our 75th episode, man. I'm I'm saying 75 on season two. We getting there. But yeah, what a way to start off 75 with a tribute to Jerry Springer, the man, the myth, the legend. Anyways, <clears throat> we just want to thank everybody. Oh my gosh, hold on. Sorry, pause. So we just want to thank everybody that's been listening from all around the United States and around the world. Man, we've got so many uh, countries popping up on the map, it ain't even funny. List some of those for us. Yeah, we have Belgium. Gotta love Belgium. We have Spain, France, uh, UK, England. We have India. We have actually Singapore. Yep, Singapore, Australia, Saudi Arabia. Guess what? We got another listener in uh, Canada, Vancouver, actually. Oh, Canada. Hey, we're gaining we're gaining steam all over the place. Trash Can International, you know how that goes. But yeah, man, just uh, super happy to be here again on the 75th episode. So let's get right to it with our old-fashioned donut. And normally, that is a story from our past. But this time, we're going to break off and do kind of stories from our past. And uh, both Chris and I have both done the Uber driving venture together. Um, Chris has done People and Food. I've done mainly food. Uh, we actually did food delivery together before, and so we got some stories. But man, uh, we'll we'll start off with uh, what what do you want to start off with, man? We'll we'll take a story from you. What what kind of crazy story you have from Uber days? Well, I'll save the craziest one for last. But you always meet different types of people, 
uh, when you when you Uber and pick up, and you never know. And I'm the type that I like to make small talk. I like to talk with people. So I pick up this lady. She brings a duffel bag into the car, uh, which is not abnormal. And she has a uh, first pickup or first drop off is Starbucks. So she has a two drop off location. And uh, first one is Starbucks. So we're talking. And she goes and gets her Starbucks. And after she gets her Starbucks, we're talking. It's like, oh, yeah, like, what do you do? And uh, she was like, oh, well, I'm a dancer. And I was like, oh, do you do, like, ballet and stuff? She was like, I'm not that kind of dancer. Turns out she was an adult entertainment uh, stripper. And she, uh, I was on the way to actually take her to work. Um, and so she was about to go to the strip club to work. And she was actually very nice, very pleasant. Uh, and she tipped me in all ones. So she was nice. She was really cool. But uh, I, I just had no idea that she was a, uh adult dancer, if you will. Um, and I was very taken aback by it. But, I mean, I was nice. I was professional. I kept it professional. Um, and she was professional. So very nice. Oh, heck yeah. So uh, you get those every now and then. But then um, one of my weird ones here. So actually... It was uh, really, really odd. I did mine in the Austin, Texas area. So Austin, Texas is already a little weird as it is and has some weird standards and things. But there was this really, really odd apartment complex. Uh, I'll just kind of describe it. It was blue and it was two stories. But imagine kind of like a coastal, imagine, have you ever seen like one of those two-story coastal deals off the water? But like the underneath is where you park and I, yes, I don't know. I've seen those. So it looked like that, but it wasn't on the coast or anything. And I had to deliver to this place all the time. Well, there was always these two women there that were like always there. And I kid you not, one time I delivered to them and they were like, do you want to come inside? And like, do you want to like smoke with us? And do you want to like hang out with us? And I was like, yeah no that's okay so i said no to them like the last time well then the next time i came and mind you so i would go around and i would do this with my fiance as well like sometimes she'd be in the car with me so one time i delivered to them and it was those two girls again and they showed up to the door topless that time like i guess they saw who it was and they showed up to the door topless and they were like are you sure you don't want to come inside and it's like i'm very sure thank you and i gave them the food and literally left um, actually at that, after that, I'd never saw them personally ever again, but that was a very weird conversation going down to the car to my fiance, which was then my girlfriend and was like, Hey, so remember those girls I told you about that are always like, want me to come inside? Yeah. They showed up to the door topless today. Well, I remember you telling me that story. Did you kind of say that, that sometimes like a thing, like people have a thing with that's the way that they like tip their Uber drivers. I, I heard it's a whole thing. Yeah, uh, I ha I have two, um, but I wasn't about none of that. So. Yeah, that's uh, that's very interesting. Another one I had, I picked up someone from the airport, and where I live in Lubbock, it's a very small airport, so most of the time you're picking up people that have just come home, and so you know most of the time I don't really you know talk too much to people after I picked them up from the airport because they've had a long day of travel and they're ready to get home. Uh, but I picked up this one guy and we started talking. Turns out he was not from Lubbock. And so we just started talking. And turns out he was actually a Broadway star. And he was in town because Lubbock was doing a Broadway uh, 
musical. It was Anastasia, and he had a part in it. And he was like, yeah, man. He was like, uh, you know, this is my name, and you can look me up on Instagram. It turns out dude was a legit Broadway star. And uh, he was like, hey, if you want to come to the show tonight, he was like, you know, just message me on Instagram. And he was like, you know, I'll get you backstage and everything. And I was like, oh, okay. But then whenever uh, I looked up the tickets, the tickets were like at least $400 a pop. And that was for the cheap seats. Jeez. Well, I'll tell you this much. Um, did you know Daniel Radcliffe actually came through Lubbock at one point? He, like, was at a bar and he actually had to get LPD to escort him out because when all the people from Tech Hurdy was there that they all basically stormed the bar that he was at. That's crazy. I heard Troy Aikman is in Amarillo right now at a minor league baseball game. So heard that much. He's probably promoting his beer. Yeah. Yeah. What what <laughs> no. other Uber driving stories do you have? So um, I also got into an accident one time and uh, the only accident that I ever actually got into um, happened to be and the really rich part of town. I always liked Uber driving in the really rich part of town. Um, in Austin, it's actually called, uh, it's a neighborhood called Westlake. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. That's where, like, Drew Brees, he went to high school at Westlake. It's a really big football high school over there and all this other stuff. But I used to love delivery driving over there. And um, so this guy cuts me off, and it becomes a red light, like, right in front of us pretty much. And instead of him running the red light, he slams on his brakes. Well, I didn't have time to stop, and so I slammed on my like brakes behind him, and yeah. So he gets like really, really mad and was like, "Oh, you're just being dangerous. You're being downright dangerous, and all this other stuff." I kid you not, man. Like when I say he he merged in front of me, and like it was his fault. Like he literally cut me off really, really, really bad. Like I had inches. I didn't have any time to do it at all. And insurance still counted it as my fault because I didn't even have, you know, I didn't have dash cam footage or anything like that to, like, prove my side or anything. So it was still technically my fault. But it was just crazy because it was, you know, it was one of these, like, really uppity guys in a Range Rover. that cut me off, and then he... That's crazy. Was nobody around at all? Yeah, but nobody stopped. Yeah, I... Like, there was, plenty of, there was plenty of people around, but nobody stopped. And that was the worst part. It also started to rain, too. So if you know, um, the worst part to be driving is when the street is just – it's just started to rain. Like, that's the worst part to be driving. That's when it's the most slick. And that's what had just started happening. And this dude pulls out in front of me, and it turns red. And, I mean, he slammed on his brakes to the point where it was, like, screeching slam on his brakes. I slammed on my brakes and rear-ended him. And uh, luckily, there was hardly any damage. There was more damage to my car than there was his. And so it, it all worked out. But I just remember being really, really upset because that stuff happens to you all the time. I mean, you got to think, when you're in a car more than anything, you have to deal with the idiot drivers pretty much exclusively. Were you in the middle of a delivery when that happened, or were you just, like, between jobs? Sure was. I was actually on a delivery, and um, I had the delivery in my passenger seat, actually, and um, it was five guys, <laughs> and what ended up happening was, um, you know, they give you, like, a little hot bag to put it in, but at the time, these little hot bags, they didn't have a ceiling top or anything like that, like a zip top or anything like that. So when I slammed on the brakes, all of that just flew forward. It all flew to my front seat. Like, I had to cancel the order because because it all just went into the floor pretty much. Nothing I could have done, you know. It was just super violent of a having to stop you know 
really abrupt. Probably the craziest thing that I've ever had to encounter is, so it was about 3 o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon, and I had to go to the bar and uh, pick someone up. And I was like, oh, this pro- person is probably going to be drunk. But you know what? They're ordering a Uber. They're doing the right thing. You know, you can't be mad at them. They're being responsible. So I pull up, and I don't remember the guy's name on the thing. The thing about Uber is, you know, you can see your driver's picture, but you cannot see the rider's picture. And so whenever I pulled up, I was looking for a guy named Greg. Let's just call him Greg. And so I pull up and there's this guy just standing out there and he's waving me down. And I was like, hey, are you Greg? And he was like, yeah, I'm Greg. And so I'm like, all right, cool. So he gets in the back of my car. And I, as I'm Uber driving, I always try to confirm the address. I'm like, we're going to... 123 main right and so he for example that's the address and he was like no we're going to this other address and i was like well can you change the address in your phone so that the drop-off location so it can adjust the charge and it can track where i'm going he was like well my phone's dead and i was like oh okay well that's not good i was like is there any way for you to charge it And he was like no so when your uber driver picks you up they can't change things on their end. You have to change it from the rider's end. So I'm on the phone with customer service support, like trying to get this thing figured out because this guy's drunk and I want to make sure he... Which, which I'll tell you this much, that can be a pain sometimes. It's outsourced to India, so sometimes it can be really a pain. Oh, continue. yes, exactly. So I'm trying to make sure this guy gets home right. So I'm in the middle of this call with uh, customer service and then all of a sudden I hear a knock on my window and i'm like yes and he was like are you christopher and i'm like yeah he's like i'm greg and i was like well who's this guy in my back seat and he was like i don't know he's like but that's not greg he was like i'm the one who ordered the uber and i was like yeah man so i had to kick that guy out of my car and i was like yeah bro sorry like i wanted to give him a ride but i was like no uber actually tracks where i'm going and i was like i don't know this guy from anybody and the cool thing about uber is you know they track where you go so if so if anything happens, they know where right where you're at. So I was like, eh, no. So I had to kick somebody out of my car. So yeah, that was that was crazy. I remember you telling me about that, and I was like, ooh, that's wow. You got to be really drunk. But anyways, um, so my craziest one, uh, I actually pulled up to a house, and this was in East Austin. And if you know anything about East Austin, um, it's okay. It's the hood of Austin, especially used to be. I don't know how it is now, but it definitely used to be. And I pulled up to this house to deliver, and I'll put it to you this way. I always used to hate these McDonald's deliveries. Like, I had to do a delivery from McDonald's, and it was like, ah, I hate this. So I go to this guy's door, and, you know, I go and knock on the door. And simultaneously, this, um, like, I look down the street, and I'm, I'm sorry, like, I pull up in the car, and all of a sudden, right behind me pulls up an ambulance. And so I'm kind of freaking out, like, okay, what do I do? Like, do I pull over or what happens? So the ambulance pulls up behind me, but, like, stops. And all the paramedics, like, get out. And they go to the house two doors down from where I'm delivering. And, you know, meanwhile, I'm, like, knocking on the door. And so they get into this other guy's house. And I'm not sure of the situation, but the guy had been stabbed. And he was very vocal about it. You know, it was just the weirdest feeling of knocking on the door and this guy comes to the door. You know, I'm handing him McDonald's and two houses down, his neighbor's going, I just got stabbed. You know, he's just screaming and hollering and going, I'm in pain, dang it, don't you touch me. And he's just going on and, and on and, you know, uh, it was it was 
pretty crazy. Like I just got in the car and you know, I, <laughs> I just drove, man. I was, I wasn't even looking back. I wasn't even trying to figure out what was going on. I was just like, yeah, that's okay. It was just really, really weird because, you know, me and the guy who I delivered the food to, we kind of locked eyes and was like, well, this is really awkward, <laughs> you know, but. Yeah, it's crazy. You see some of the weirdest things and deal with some of the weirdest stuff. I, I dealt with, uh, I pulled up and picked, I uh, picked up several people that have been in the middle of a uh, alt- domestic altercation and they're trying to get away from the situation. And Yeah, it's been crazy, but Mike and I used to actually Uber eats together during the pandemic so one of us would drive and then the other would go in and get the food and uh we would switch off and then we would split the money we made pretty good money yeah we did it was a lot more efficient that way you wouldn't really think that having two people versus one would make such a difference but it really does because when you're only one person you have to pull into the space you have to park your car turn your car off go inside do all this stuff but when it's two people literally one person could literally drop you off by the door the other person runs inside gets the food you run back outside normally the other person's either parked close or can kind of either ride around till you get out and then you get out and you take off and it's a lot more efficient last story i know we're running late on time but it's 75 and so we can do what we want if hold on if 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 this is the story i think you're about to do if this has to do with a particular pizza yes it does yes it does i'm gonna tell this story so it's late at night not late at night it's probably six seven o'clock right we're doing probably our final uber runs and so we're at this apartment complex near campus so uh mike is going to run the food in and i'm just gonna park right in the pizza or the domino's uh parking lot like right there so uh, while i'm waiting for him to come out he's going to be in out like two minutes and so I parked there and I'm sitting there for like a minute and this guy comes out there and he was like, hey, you can't park here. This is only for Domino's customers parking anyway. And I said, oh, okay. I said, I'm going to move in just one minute. My friend is literally walking back right now. He was like, okay, well, next time you'll know not to park here. And I was like, I'm sorry I took up your parking spot for like two seconds, dude. I was like, it's not that big of a deal. And he was like, he was like, well, it is a big deal because people aren't supposed to park here. And uh, he was like, you need to move your car now. And I was like, okay, pizza boy, why don't you got some, you got some pizzas to make or something? Why don't you go back inside and make some pizzas? And like, he was like, all right, dude, F you. And this, I was like, dude, I'm taking up the parking spot for two minutes. Like I'm literally about to move. And see, meanwhile, while he was saying all that, like <clears throat> I'd already come out and was almost to the car already. And like, we were about to move just then. I got the right there with the pizza boy comment. I was like, oh, what's going on here? <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, okay, pizza boy, like, get out of my face. But anyways, we're going to move into our uh, next segment, and that's the Jelly Donut. And that's our jail report. Who is that private pile? Sir, Jelly Donut, sir. A Jelly Donut? Micah, what do you got for us? This one's a little bit of an interesting. So, you know, some people swap their hangover stories and what happens when they get really sloshed. This one has a very interesting one. Um, there was a China resident who decided uh, to get drunk one night with his friends and wouldn't you know it he wakes up in a giant container like what kind of container Uh, like a storage container like a shipping container in the middle of the ocean and so he starts banging on the door luckily a person um, who was working on the ship finds finds him and figures out what's happened tells him he's on his way to Los Angeles so literally he was on the cargo ship for two weeks 
until he got to uh, Los Angeles where the police got him and then shipped him back to China. Wow, that's crazy, man. Can you just imagine? What a crazy night. Must have had some partying. It's like something out of a movie. Here's one that I think you'll really think is pretty funny. Um, There was a burglar, and here's how he was discovered. Uh, Literally, there was a man and his wife who were downstairs in their bedroom, uh, assumably asleep late at night because it says it's after 11. And apparently this man had stumbled upon a newspaper of some kind and had read a joke either from like the funnies or you know something like that and was heard laughing from upstairs and that's how he was discovered that he was robbing the house yeah i've i've heard that story somewhere or i've heard a version of that story where it was uh the guy was like hiding in the closet and then the husband read a joke from the paper and then the guy last from the closet. I don't know. I've heard different versions of that story, but yeah, I've heard that one. Before. It might be just, it might just be one of those that kind of floats around, but I was like, that one's kind of interesting. Tall tales. You never know. Urban legend. Yeah. 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 You never know with that stuff. Um, and especially, you know, we're taking stuff off the internet, just FYI. So, you know, but you, it is what it but is. you can always trust um, the internet, Micah. Everything posted on there is fact, especially on Facebook, like especially on Facebook. Um, so a man in a stolen car is arrested after he asked for directions. So there was a guy who was driving around and he had a stolen vehicle. Um, and he reported to stop or he reportedly stopped and asked police for directions. So he pulled up to a squad car, literally it's like, Hey, can you give me directions on how to, this was obviously in the nineties before, um, you know, GPSs and things like that, but geez. I was about you, to ask, I was about to ask, like, what year was this? Because who asks for directions now? Like, we all have it on our phones, but I was wondering, did you not have MapQuest? Yeah, right, MapQuest. Uh, funny. For you kids out there that are listening, MapQuest used to be this thing where we would go on the internet and it would give you turn-by-turn directions and you would print out a paper with MapQuest directions on there history lesson and i remember we used to think that was the the greatest thing since sliced bread like oh we don't even have to read the signs the only thing that sucked though is like if there was construction or a detour or something it did not have that updated so you you had better uh figure it out uh funny enough story we were going through uh my fiance's um car's glove box who used to be um with her parents and they still had a bunch of map quest directions in the glove box so um it was pretty great um, here's another one. So there was a dog attack and, uh, the police responded to a report of two dogs running loose and attacking people. Uh, but when they found, when they got there, all they found was, uh, the dogs were going after ducks. So the officers tried to actually help the ducks out. And what ended up happening was, um, the duck refused medical treatment, according to the police reports. Nobody actually got arrested in this story, but I thought it was pretty funny that uh, in the police report it said the duck refused medical treatment. Yeah, what was it doing? Like, it was flapping around, it was just being squirrely, you couldn't <laughs> catch it. Like, what, what, what's going on in that situation? That sounded like the cop tried, and he was like, oh, heck no. I'm, I'm not going to deal with this. Yeah, 
That's weird to put in a story that Duck refused medical treatment. Okay. That Duck refused medical treatment and left the area. Uh, that's something that's you, you just got to fill in something with the paperwork, right? Um, okay. So this next one here, there were, uh, there was a cop that was called out because there were suspicious people reportedly doing something with flashlights, um, in this particular Canadian town. Shout out Canada to our, our listeners up there. Um, so a deputy goes and checks on this and found out that they weren't suspicious, that they were merely just Canadian. Were they just playing flashlight tag or what? What were they just doing? They were just chilling or what? Essentially what ended up happening was there was some uh, flashlight festival in Canada, something along those lines. So they're all out in this field with flashlights and that's what it ended up being. And apparently that's a Canadian holiday of some kind. I guess so, man. Well, Canadians don't really have a whole bunch of crime up there, I don't feel like. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like anything that's like, it's like Karen crime. You know what I mean? Like, it's like they're playing music too loud or somebody's speeding through the neighborhood too much. Like, that's the stuff they consider crime. So there's a high school student um, attempted to get off of school bus. And the police, and there was one of these, um, have you ever heard of like these police officers that are kind of like bus monitors, but they, they sit on the bus. They're like those, uh, what are they called on the, on the planes? Air marshals? They're like air marshals. It's a bus bus marshal. Yeah, they're bus marshals is what it is. So essentially this uh, student was um, getting off and bumped this officer. And what ended up happening? The officer arrested him for assault tried to and they threw it out because it was obviously stupid but um i've always wondered and this was apparently a school police officer i've often wondered how much power do they actually have can they actually arrest and detain you or like how does that work i think if it's something that happens like on school property then yes i don't know if being on a bus is still considered school property because depending on who the bus is chartered through if it's school property. But I think they can, just like college campus police, they can't pull you over like on the street, but they can pull you over if you're in campus. So I think it's kind of the same thing. But my question is, is like, do these kids know that this is a bus marshal? Like, is he decked out in the full regalia or is it just like he's one of those undercover bus marshals? That I don't know, but I will say this. Um, I don't know what kind of context it could be as far as this this student like bumping into him. Like My question is, how did he bump into him? Was it an accidental bump, or was it one of those things to where this kid kind of causes trouble, and uh, he kind of bumps head with the bus marshal sometimes already, and getting off the bus, he just kind of uh, gave him a cheap shot with his elbow, or like with his shoulder, or what? The fact that they dismissed it probably means that it was an accident. Because if it was intentional, then they'd be like, yeah, this kid's getting suspended or this kid's getting some kind of repercussions. But the fact that they threw it out makes me think, oh, he kind of maybe accidentally bumped him or something. And then the the officer probably popped off. And then the kid probably popped off back. I think it was maybe one of those situations. It just got really heated and it just got taken out of hand. But yeah, man, that's uh, that was the jail report. Some of those are kind of interesting. Um, the duck refusing medical treatment, you know. Yeah, that's comedy goal right there. 
But we're going to jump into our next segment, and that's the donut hole. And I know it's your week, buddy, so what do you got? We're going to do another quiz, I guess, or asking questions here. This one, since you're a history guy yourself, here's what we're going to do. Uh, this is a quiz on the years, the major years that things happen. So, um, like historical years. Is this U.S. history or is this world history? This is world history. So it could be... Okay, before we start, I'm going to say I'm very shocked and maybe kind of impressed that I thought your donut hole was going to be about the NFL draft. So... <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, no. Um, the NFL draft this year is kind of not very exciting i guess not at least not for me it's just well okay well we'll dive into these questions i'm just kind of flabbergasted i guess (laughs) you're waiting for an nfl story to come out of me one of these days um it's coming it's coming don't worry uh but the first one so what year did neil armstrong become the first person to walk on the moon allegedly allegedly (laughs) or was it in the studio uh was it a 1969 b 1973 C, 1977, or D, 1983? It's A, 1969. Yeah, you're correct. All right, so we're one for one. Here's the next one. This one is uh, pretty pretty straightforward. I'm sure you, you'll know this one, and most people will know this one. But uh, when did Columbus discover, quote-unquote, America? Was it 1201? Was it 1492? Was it 1575 or 1699? It was 1492. Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Exactly. I think every a lot of people know that one because of the little jingle there. Okay, so this one's going to be a little bit different. Uh, we're getting into maybe a little bit more of the world stage here. Uh, what year did the Berlin Wall fall? Ooh, okay. All right. Was it A, 1969, B, 1979, C, 1989, or D, 1999? Mr. Gorbachev knocked out this wall. 1989. Yeah, you're correct. Yep, 89. That's the only reason Uh, why I remember it, because I just remember Ronald Reagan saying, Mr. Gorbachev knocked down this wall. And he was in the 80s, so that's why I remember. Yeah, there you go. All right, so the next one here. um, Number four. When did the Wright brothers fly? And I hate how this question's phrased. They say the first airplane. I'm just going to digress. The first airplane was actually flown. It was powered flight that was achieved with the Wright brothers. So, anyways, when was the, when did the Wright brothers uh, achieve power flight? Was it 1888? Was it 1903? 1917 or 1931? Man, I want to say it was. 1889, but I'm going to go with my gut and say 1903. You're right. It's 1903. They did it in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, and uh, out of bicycle parts. Where does I actually knew that. I knew it was in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, because since we lived in Georgia, we would always see North Carolina license plates. And that was one of the ones. It was like home of the Kitty Hawk something something. Yep, and it always had like the little, it was blue, and it had like the little uh, Wright Brothers flyer on there. Um All right, here's the next one. We're going back to, this is more world history, but war-wise. When did World War I begin? Was it 1813, 1873, 1893, or or 1914? 1914. 
That was kind of an easy one. All the 1800s ones, it's like, yeah. You got to make you got to make the answer choices harder cuz I would have said 1917, but I think that's when it got over maybe. All right, so the next one. When did the Japanese bomb Pearl Harbor? What year? So is it A? And th- these are close together. So you ready for this? Is it 1939, 1940, 1941 or 1945? So we were entered into the war um, man, we entered into the World War II really late, and that was the thing that started it. So I'm going to say 1945. No, it was actually 41. Oh, dang. I was yeah, close. Yeah, you were close. You were close. I knew it was either 41 or 45. I was going to say 44, but you know, <laughs> I think that's the first one I yeah, got wrong. That was the first one you got wrong out of the first six, so that's pretty good. Um, all right, so when did what year did the start of the Great Depression happen? And that's for the U.S. here. Um, was it 1893, 1907, 1919, or 1929? 1929. And you know why I know this? Because the stock market crashed on October 29th, which is my birthday. So that's how I remember that. Yes, it did. I don't know why, but I always think about that Family Guy episode when they're when they have um, Lois's, you know, dead aunt's rich house, and he's trying to say that historical significance happened there. He points over to the hole in the wall, and he says, and that's where the stock market crashed. I don't know. Um, anyways. Like literally um, crashed, not like... Yeah, like, literally, like literally crashed into the wall right there. Um, okay, so this one's going to be a little difficult. What year did Edison patent his light bulb? Is it 1909? Is it 1918? Is it 1879? Or is it 1889? 1879. You got it. Yeah, I remember. Because I was like, no, they had already had, like, in the Wild West and stuff. Well, maybe not in the Wild West. But, like, back east during that time, they had already had, like, some electricity and stuff. So, I knew that much. All right. So, we just got a few of them left here. I think I'm going to skip uh, when the Declaration of Independence was signed. I think you know what year that was. I don't think I... We all know what year it was signed. 1775. It was six. See, I was testing um, you. Let's see. <laughs> all right, so um, the next one here. This one, I don't really expect you to know this. I don't know this off offhand here. Um, do you know, by chance, when the Black Plague reached Ooh, Europe? Oh, that's going to be... Very hairy. Can you do you have multiple choice questions or answers? Yeah, I do. So the years are yeah. So the years are seven ninety nine, ten forty five, thirteen forty seven, or fifteen oh one. It's either, it's one of the middle two. Ten forty five, and what was the other one? Thirteen something. Thirteen forty seven. Thirteen forty. I'm gonna say ten forty five. Actually, it's 1347. Oh, I knew it was one of those two. <laughs> it was one of those two, yeah. Yeah, it was 1347. Um, yeah, the Black Plague was pretty pretty crazy. Um, all right, last one here. Um, what year did the Civil War officially begin? Um, there's 1831, 1851, 1861, and 1871. 1861. There you go. See, the thing is, being from where we're from, there's no way you you can't uh, you can't know that one. There are some hard ones on here um, that I didn't ask. Like, when did Muhammad die in Medina? Do you know that one? I don't know any of that crap, bro. Because I follow Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> wow. Um, and then it's like Alexander the Great. When did he die in Babylon? It's like, um, it would be definitely something something BC. I know that much. Oh, excuse me, <laughs> yeah. BCE before current era because BC before Christ is not politically correct anymore. Get out of my face. And then BCE, I've also heard people say it's before Christ existed. That's an interesting take. I've never heard of that one before. You haven't I, You haven't heard of that one? I think that was just people who were upset that... Um, anyways, we can move on. <laughs> so uh, that's a great segue into what fries my donuts. And Chris, I understand there's something that really fries your donuts. What's going on, man? Oh, yeah, man. Well, as you know, I have recently come back from good old Orlando, Florida, the home of Disney World and Universal Studios. Uh, I went to Universal Studios, and while being there, man, something that fries my donuts is about theme parks. Now, I love theme parks. It's not the theme parks themselves that fry my donuts. It's people at theme parks that fry my donuts number one people act like they are so above the rules people act like they can just do whatever they want at theme parks for example uh in the jurassic park section it says no climbing on the rocks no climbing on anything no climbing on this right and i literally saw this lady like climbing on the place where it said no climbing to take a picture and the the worker was like ma'am, you need to step down from there. And they got mad at the worker for telling them to step down. And I'm like, it literally says no climbing. Another example, we were in line for uh, Hagrid's motorbike adventure. Like we got there right when the park first opened and they were having some delays with opening it up. Now they were like, hey, it's going to be delayed. And they at Universal, whenever something's delayed or kind of they're working on it, they will not let people in line. Like they will just close the line off, right? So they had it closed off and people were still lining up in front of the ride. And they were like, hey, like y'all don't line up in front of this ride like because it's delayed. And people were still congregating around it. And like they had to yell at these people and be like, hey, like if you are waiting, you're going to be waiting all day because we're not opening this ride until you guys like get out of line and stop congregating around here. And I'm like, do y'all not listen? Like, do y'all just not listen at all? Nobody listen. Nobody cares. Um, let me ask you this. Theme park and then also airport. How are people at the airport? Oh, yeah. People are people are annoying at the airport. But this is part This is part of, too, what fries my donuts at theme parks. People are so rude because they're just like, I just, me first. It's a, a me first, me first, me first kind of a thing. And they will literally just shove past you. They don't care who you are. They're rude. There's no courtesy, like nothing. And I feel like the pandemic's made that worse. Like getting us shut in all with ourselves to where you have to think about ourselves and our safety and all this other stuff. Like we we forgot common courtesy for a lot of other people. And I'll, I'll just put it to you this way. And um, this is just a small caveat. Have you noticed this? Like even in the grocery store, if there's somebody that has lesser amount of items than you do by like a lot... Let him go in line with you, or like in front of you, right? Just be like, nah, you can go ahead. You don't have that much stuff. Help them get out quick. I don't see that hardly at all anymore. I don't see that at all. I don't see that at all either. And it's like, man, like, can you not wait just like two more seconds? Like, you're already waiting in line, like, you know, for an hour or something. It's like, what's two more minutes? And like, people are like literally shoving people out of the way to get to the right first and this and that. And then my last one, and I know that this drives you up the wall. When you are in a theme park line, be paying attention. Don't be 
holding up the line. You need to move when the line is moving. Like, move when the line is moving. We were in the Harry Potter section, and uh, it's really cool in there. I'll, I'll say that inside the castle is really cool. There's one of the rides inside the castle. But literally, this family in front of us were, like, uh, taking pictures of, like, everything. And they were literally stopping, and the line was, like, continuously moving. And they were literally stopping. And then when you tried to get around them, they were like, uh, no, we were in front of you. And it's like, stop stopping every two seconds. Like, if you want to stop and take pictures, that's fine. But step to the side and let other people go first. Like, let the line keep moving. I hate when people do not pay attention and do not go up. You're making our line longer. I mean, my thing is, I hate it when people are also facing the opposite direction. And they'll just face the opposite direction. It's just like, bro, seriously, move up. You know, it, people in line just drive me nuts. Like, we're all trying to get to a place. I don't know if you've noticed. We all we all want to ride this ride in a timely fashion. Yeah. Is there anything that fries your donuts about theme parks? Oh, what I don't like, and maybe this is just me, but people decide they want to be overly, like, public displays of affection. I don't know if that was the way it was at uh, Universal when you were there. But I know this happens a lot at Six Flags. It's like every time we go to Six Flags, it's like you see couples like making out over the rails, like trying to take each other's clothes off and crap. Like I always be seeing that at Six Flags and stuff. I think that's only at Six Flags because at Universal, man, like it really like it's more of a family place. And like I didn't see as much of that. But yeah, at Six Flags, I'd be seeing that all the time, bro. People people be knocking boots. In line. They'd be getting they'd be getting nasty in line. I mean, they'd be getting real nasty. There's been many times where Chris and I just be looking at each other, talking to each other, and be like trying not to focus on something in line at the Six Flags because they just be going at it or something. You know, it's crazy. But yeah, like I don't like that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, maybe maybe that's just the difference in theme parks. But um, I don't know. People are just not considered all the way around. Yeah, I, I get that. One thing that did help us though, when we were waiting in the long lines, uh, was we were we played a game. Like me and my wife, we played a game, and like it was like a twenty questions game where it's like I'm thinking of an animal or I'm thinking of a famous person, and that helped to, the line to go quick. But yeah, man, like if you're in a if you're in a line at theme park, be courteous, be respectful, listen to it, the rules, like listen to directions. I think it's just people's. When people get masses, people are stupid. Like, they just have no idea what they're doing. And they think they know what they're doing, but they don't. They don't follow signs. They don't follow guidance. They don't. It's just hysteria. I don't know what it is. It's just like, I'm going to do what I want to do. Nobody's going to nobody's gonna do what I want to do. or so, I don't know. It's a weird thing that happens with people. But, yeah, I totally get you. That's all I got, man. But I guess we're going to go into our mystery donut. That's our improv thing. So we're going to go ahead and do free improv this week, which is going to be an accent from the hat and a location. So uh, let's see. What's uh, what's our accent going to be? Oh, it's going to be our Asian voice. I love that one. And uh, what location, Chris? I'll let you pick out of that one. Um, Let's see. Do-do-do-do-do. Mm. At the car wash. At the car wash. Okay. <laughs> um, do you want to start or do you want me to start? I can start. Oh, Mr. Chang, can you believe they selling turtle wax for only $2? Oh, they sell for $2? I could get it to them $1. They could get undercut everybody in the whole town. I don't understand why they don't be doing business with me. Um, 
Mr. Chan, I love doing business with you. We making all this money off all them white folks because they go into our car wash. All I remember is I made video where I called myself Mr. Millionaire. Mr. Millionaire and I sell for all bunch of money. And I say we do that again. You, me, we team up. We be Mr. Millionaires. We sell our tape. We make money. Oh, Mr. Chan, you know what I love when we go to the car wash? I love the little, little flashy light with the blue and the green and the soap. Oh, that is so funny. It's like I'm at Disney World. You know, I like to, it's expensive, but I like to put, I like to put smell. When you go through car wash, all you smell is cotton candy. I like cotton candy. Huh. You know what? I have to tell my family. My family said, oh, dad, I want to go to Disney World and ride around. I said, what you think? I made our money. You think I made our money? I said, oh, we go to the car wash two, three times. That's the best ride. I tell you this, little Chan, last week from school, he said I sick. So I have to pick him up. Two o'clock. I at work all day trying to make money. I go to school with him and I say, oh, you don't want me to make money. And then he tell me all this summer, I want to go to amusement park. No, 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 you are going to go to car wash. That is where you're going to go. But it is not going to be fun for you. I ride through. You walk there. That way I get free car wash. And I ride all day round. Make sure you are working. I tell you, I tell you, you want to go to Disney World? I do this. I put your teacher, Mr. Mr. Williams, in a cowboy hat. And a leather jacket. And you can say, Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones, that Indiana Jones right there. Meanwhile, you can go to him and you can study all the live long day to be doctor. If not, get out of face. Uh, I have to go, Mr. Chan, so that my Asian wife can walk on my back and do massage. I have to go, too. My daughter needs serious yelling, too. She dating white boy. All right, guys. Well, that was a fun time, man. Gotta love the car wash. Just a disclaimer, we we love Asian people. We love people of all kind. It's just jokes. It's just fun. It's just fun to do accents. We make fun of our own kind, trust me. Oh, we make fun of everybody. It doesn't matter what you look like. We just make fun of everybody. That's that's the great thing. Micah and I will be out in public and we will just people watch. That's the funnest thing ever. You make up little stories about people. I do that all the time. Oh yeah. Keeps us entertained. That's what uh, that's what we had, kids. Before you had your little smartphones, is uh, we people watched and made up stupid stories about them. Yep. So we're gonna move into our final segment, and that's our eclair, which is our positive advice. And I think I went first last week, so I think it's your turn. All right. Well, my eclair for this week is don't be ashamed of your hobbies. And what I mean by that is it's so easy in life, and this is kind of a multifaceted thing about people. But I had somebody tell me. You know, I don't want to share that part of my life, or I don't want to share my hobby with some people that I know because I'm afraid that they're going to judge or ridicule me. And, you know, that's a key indicator a lot of the time that you're not around the right people. Because the people that truly want to be around you, if you said, hey, man, I think this is pretty cool. Like, for example, Chris and I are kind of on the understanding. He loves wrestling. Cool, cool, man. I totally get that. I get some of it. I don't really care for it a ton. Like, I'll definitely watch it with him, and I'll definitely support his hobby. I'm not going to put him down for it, but I don't fully understand it, and it's it's just okay for me. And I'm sure he feels the same way about NFL. He's not 100% into football like I am like that. So I totally get it. It's, it's okay, but 
the true people that are around in your life will support those hobbies and not judge you for them. And even if they don't necessarily like them or understand them, they'll still be okay with them. And so all I have to say is it's not just about hobbies, but if you have to feel like you're ashamed about anything and bringing up who you are to a certain person, to a certain group of people, maybe they're not great people to be around in the first place. So you're telling me my hobby can be anything? Anything, Chris. You can branch out. Anything? Yes, anything. Anything? Listen, I'll lead you. I'll make it look like a bloody accident. Okay, uh, that's a that's a line from uh, the Cat in the Hat, the uh, the live action version with Mike Myers, which is a very underrated version of Cat in the Hat, by the way. I love that version, but uh, my eclair is uh, don't get so tunnel vision. Don't focus so much on the destination that you miss the journey, right? So I know that I'm talking to myself. Because sometimes I do this with everything. I don't really care about stopping, but I just want to get to where I'm going. Like, that's all road trips, plane trips, whatever. I'm just like, hey, I just want to get there. But so many of the times, like, the best stuff is in the journey. Like, you never know. Like, for example, when you're on a car trip and you stop, like, over to a stand or a museum. Like, those are the memories you create. I'm not just talking about, like, physically, but I'm also talking metaphorically because in life, you got so many times where, you know, once you get to the destination, that part of the journey is over it. And you may have missed some things along the way that um, God was trying to show you or that, you know, you were trying to learn. But I'm telling you, man, just don't focus so much on the destination that you miss the cool stuff on the journey. Well, you know what they say? It's it's one of those things. You, it's the good times are actually happening now and. Most of the time, you don't realize those are the good old days till you're past them. So you have to really enjoy your time and um, <clears throat> cling on to the good things in the moments because uh, they are there. You mean my best days aren't behind me? No, they're in front of you. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a fun time. Man, tell them where they can go to find TVTrashCan.com. That's TVTrashCan.com. Uh, you can like, subscribe, do all the Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all that fun stuff. And, uh, yeah, we got a bunch of good stuff on TVTrashCan.com, so go uh, check us out over there. But I think we're ready to take this donut box out to the trash. Yeah, man, and thank you guys for joining us on this 75th episode. Only 25 more to go till 100, and we are going to sign off. So I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. 75.